seems like the theme for the last few days has been this, uh, like the first video we made was a video, can you hear me? A video called The Lion and the Sheep. Have you seen that one? Because this, this is what happened with me. <coughs> when I was doing things, I wasn't aware that there was a modality, let's say a template of a mental state that interpreted whatever I did in a certain way without my knowledge. So when I was, let's say, doing meditation, there was this, what was being reinforced was the idea of being the meditator. Yeah? And so no matter how noble the endeavor was, it didn't seem to really deter this takeover or this claiming or this way it was formatted. So no matter whatever action I did, it still casted me as the actor. Yeah? No matter if it was from a 5,000-year-old tradition or some new age thing, it still promoted the same, same uh, interpretation. So all the doing and having just pointed to the doer and haver. No matter what it was, no matter what it was, I could be wearing different uniforms, be in different countries, be in different postures. It didn't matter. It just duplicated itself every time there was an action, it would imply the actor. So the action never overrode the actor, but whatever action was, was used to point to the actor. But the actions didn't override the actor. Yeah. The more I meditated, it didn't bring me to the point of, well, who's the meditator? It was just, it, that whole heist, in a way, was going on without me being aware of it. And then one day it dawned on me. And so I remember when I was, that first video we put out, it was directed at just that, where people come to a meeting like this, and let's say the meeting is about, you're a, you're a lion. Yeah? So there's the pointing that you're a lion. And it sounds really good for some of us. Some of us, it doesn't sound good. But it goes like this. Here's the message. You're a lion. You're a lion. You're a lion. But as soon as it gets taken in by this ear, it gets interpreted or translated differently. It now gets cast as, I can become like a lion. The I is assumption of a previous identity. And now that identity, not being touched at all by all your inquiry into being a lion, becoming like a lion never touched by it, will now be the reference point that you will go from to become like a lion. You can never truly entertain being a lion because you're busily entertaining being something else already. And the feeling is, it's been in place for so long, you're not aware of it. Like when, if the act of identification is sort of the main disguise, you won't know it because you'll be identified with exactly that which has been produced the sense of this being a sheep. So now, the sheep being in place starts, sets off on a course to become like a lion. And it actually believes that if it does enough and it changes enough, it will change, it will become like a lion. And with the hopes that it will be like a lion, but it will never get to that point because its approach to become or being a lion is premised on the sheep put. Yeah? The sheep put isn't being addressed. So it, it's sort of like it, it, it causes a failure in the whole system because you're not moving towards anything, you're moving from something in place. And all the moving from it reinforces the place you're moving from. Yeah? So while you're trying to become like a lion, you're, it, you're fortifying the idea that you're a sheep. 
to the point where you'll start straightening your hair and you'll try to get a mane and there'll be roaring lessons like in a building like this. And maybe you sign up for a three-month course and all these other sheep who have an interest not being a sheep will come and then we'll judge each other. You know, Harold, your roaring is really good tonight. And you're like, I know, I'm getting better. I'm getting close to becoming like a lion. And now I got the mane going and, you know, drawing, you know, growing claws and shit like that. But the fact is, it will never get to the point where you'll be a lion because maybe that's actually the starting point from whence you left. Yeah? Maybe the dilemma is you're identified as something you're not right from the get-go. Yeah? Maybe you're identified as a sheep and then immediately, as soon as you hear about a lion, even though you hear the words, you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion, it does not stay that way. It gets translated yeah, in, in deference to the reference of being a sheep that I can become like a lion. And as soon as that's in place, it's like all-terrain <coughs> template. It doesn't matter if you go down a 10,000-year-old path. It doesn't matter if you go to a cave in the Himalayas. It's the format is still going to interpret whatever is being done that you're the doer of. And the bondage isn't in the action. It isn't what you have or don't have. It's in the idea of being the actor. Yeah? The bondage isn't in thoughts. It's in the idea of being the thinker. The bondage isn't in action, it's the idea of being the actor. Then the actions, then the thoughts, then the feelings get used to facilitate the bondage to the actor, the feeler, and the seer, and the thinker. Yep. That's what happens. Whatever selfing, that's, what, that's the ter terminology I like to use. To me, selfing implies a mental process. Yep. It's like a mental verb... There's no noun to be found, but when you hear it, it sounds like the act of being identified, which would be the verb, as a self, which is the noun. But there is no noun. It's just the act of being identified as a self. That's the selfing, yeah? And so the selfing's main movement is this mental process, whatever is brought to its attention through conscious contact, not its own contact, it comes after conscious contact, the mental process. It's a process, it takes time, and consciousness is that immediate flame, yes? But mental process takes time, so it comes after the conscious contact, but it assumes and implies and infers that you were before the conscious contact. So you're cast as the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the doer, the haver, the thinker. Yeah? And now it's you that's conscious, and just because the identification has that you, the way it looks as consciousness is that you can be conscious or unconscious. Yeah? Something that's always so, just as it is, becomes a quality that you can attain and also lose. That's not what it is. Yeah? And it's all an interpretation that didn't appear before consciousness, does not appear before awareness, it appears after awareness, but implies that it's the one that's aware. It applies that every action hasn't moved through me. I've initiated. I somehow have something to do with it. Every thought, I'm either the thinker or the thought about. This is the bondage of self. It's an activity. None of us have ever been bonded to self. It's an activity that, that produces an appearance that you're bonded to self. Yeah. 
It's almost like an illusion that has to be blown off. Or let's say a blow-up doll that has no ability to hold any air that has to be blown up all the time. And that's what the mental state's doing. It's using the thought system to blow up this idea all the time. Because when I th- when there's a thought, and especially it sounds like it's the language that you, you know, like English, that thought implies that you're the thinker. Yeah? It's like this. Here's this bottle. This bottle has a meaning to all of us. It's a bottle. I'll change its purpose. Pointing. My bottle. There's an inference now, right? The bottle isn't just a bottle. It's being, there's an agenda with it. It's pointing to something. I believe it's pointing to nothing, but the mind makes the leap into thinking it's what's being pointed at. That's the trance, yeah? So all the thoughts are coming just like this, but they're held as my thoughts. So every thought reflects an imaginary picture of you as a body. Every feeling is used as a reflective surface to to reflect an idea of being the feeler. Every action is being used to reflect that you're the actor of them all. It's just used, everything is come in contact with to facilitate something. And that something is to take your attention and interest and not have it available now, and, and auction it off to yesterday and tomorrow, basically. Because if you look at the thought system, that is our navigational system. You don't have it, it's like, it's like you know, unclear channel. Instead of clear channel, it's unclear channel. It's like a franchise, it's like super Google. Everyone seems to be saddled with it. So we're listening to this navigational system, and it, its directives usually come from thought. And if you look at the thoughts, where does the thought system va- what does the thought system value? Does it value now? Does it va- value now, or is it using now to think about yesterday and tomorrow? So it obviously doesn't value now. It's the the only thing is it's the only place that it can. T- there's no other than this. So this is the only place it can t- entertain yesterday and tomorrow. Therefore, it consumes us now in yesterday and tomorrow. To the point where yes and they tomorrow become the most dominant influence on today. Like if you're bummed out today, I bet you it's not caused by Wednesday. Is this Wednesday? Wednesday night. It's caused by the last Saturday or next Wednesday. It's never it's never being caused now. The act is being caused now, but the topic is yesterday and tomorrow. And if we really look at it, the mental state Let's say if you have devotion to thoughts, you're going to be, you're going to have so much freaking anxiety because you're going to believe every thought about what's not going to happen. You're going to have so many thoughts about what's not happening, and you will actually produce or mimic what you believe the effect would have been then when you got cancer. Now you'll be in a contraction, a contraction. Your interest and attention can't enrich your life because it's wedded to this preoccupation of you. If it goes on long enough, you're apt to do anything. For me, it was getting high, getting loaded. I needed some damn relief in this loop. And so it made the damn, it made a great amount of sense. I can't seem to get out of what I think I am, so I'm just going to get high and forget about it for a little while. Unfortunately, the police didn't forget about me and shit like that. I could forget that I had a court date, but the court didn't forget it. I could forget that I owed someone money, but they didn't forget that I owed them money. <laughs> so, the thought system pictures you as a body. That's what it does. When you're thought about a year ago, it pictures you as a body. You can't be thought of as spirit at all. How could, how could you picture spirit a year ago? 
Tell me what it looks. How can you can you recognize the spirit of 1995 and compare it to the spirit of 2013? No, but you can recognize your body and compare the two. You can compare your body in 2013 and 2003, and you'll see a lot of differences. Yes. So the thought system thinks about us as a body. And so what it does, this is what happens, it thinks about you in the past, and the fact is, it would probably not, your attention and interest wouldn't go into the past for Stanley or Mary or anyone you don't know, maybe your kids, but basically nothing else. But because it's about you, and this is the rub, it's the identification with the object of thought that makes the thought seem so alluring. It's not the thoughts, because you can have the same thoughts if you came over my house with your thoughts, and I saw them as yours, and you were bitching about the effects of what's not happening. I could care less. I'd be bored in a minute. But the same thoughts, exact same thoughts, held as mine, I've been following them for 40 years. So it's not the thoughts. It's the my in front of the thoughts. We're the act of bondage, and we're, all the, we're also the activity of freedom. We're both. We can go either way. Yeah? If you listen to your thought system and you have devotion to it, you're going to have a lot of anxiety. Your physical experience is going to be mimicking fear through mental anxiety. When everyone else, everyone in this room has probably had a most, has, has had the, the emotion of fear maybe 8, 10, 20 times in one's life, you're having that 20 times in a day before 12 o'clock p.m. It's just buzzing you all day. You're going to have cancer. You know, oh shit. Destitution. And you're not afraid of destitution or cancer. You're afraid of the meaning your head's giving. Yeah? You, you're afraid of what it means to your head. You're not afraid of any event, really. Because when you finally arrive there, you seem to have the wherewithal to deal with it, but you're afraid of the meaning that has given you. Like the Course in Miracles says, you know, lesson two, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's what's happening all day. We're, so, we're having a subjective experience. No matter how, how heinous, heinous an act would be, we'd all have a different experience of it if we were under it. We would never be totally tattooed the exact way by anything that ever happened. You will always override what's happening by how you think it's happening. How you see it. How you appear to see it. Yes? Jeez. So here's the thoughts. They go back four years ago, and only because it's you, and then you're dwelt upon. And where are you remembered? Are you remembered four years ago, or are you remembered now? So what do you remember now as? A body. Because that's how you're pictured. So let's say, all right, now you're worrying about the future. And then maybe because it, it entails the future, you don't think that's remembering, but it's remembering. Yeah? So there I am, the thoughts are about me as a body of four years ago, and where am I remembering myself as a body now? So the idea of self, this feeling, it's a sense, not a thought. It's a thought wrapped in a sense is of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yes. A thing. A thing that's the doer, the haver, the thinker, the feeler. Yeah. It has an ownership, or it, it believes it has powers it actually doesn't have. Yeah. So that, that's the sense of self. So the sense of self needs to be remembered because there is no self. Yeah. It's an imaginary con concept. You didn't have it when you were a baby, the mental state had to develop enough to present the idea, and then we've been barraged with repetition over, over and over again through the language. 
of the, you know, that's what happens. So here it goes. So now you're remembering self, and so you remember self now. So you remember, you go back to past, you remember self now. So the logic is, I was there as a body, I will be there as a body, therefore I am here as a body. And then the investigation is cut off, and now this is the starting point. Now you take yourself to be a body, and it will go to such extremes lengths, you may even try to become spiritual as a body. Has it worked? (laughs) Has any of the graphs of spirituality actually stayed? Or do they get washed off as soon as you leave the retreat? (laughs) As long as every situation is controlled, it can seem to be, oh, it's really sinking in, and you leave leave the confines, and then (laughs) you have a resentment the first day, minute you're out. This is, how can a body become spirit? How? How can it do it? It's impossible. But what would happen is, instead of trying to maintain a spiritual condition as a body, maybe seeing yourself as a spiritual condition, then you would see the highest form of maintenance is that, is just to know of a spiritual condition. There's not much work entailed at all. It's self-evident every second. But we don't get it by looking for the spirit. We just go the other way and question who's the subject. Am I a thinker? Am I the feeler? Am I the doer? If I'm not that, then I find out what I am. I stop looking for it as what I'm not. What I'm not is somewhat suspended by entertaining possibilities, and then I find out what I am while, the, while, while what I'm not is being suspended. Yes? You can't know what you are. It's impossible because you're it. You can't study yourself at all. You can study the self, and if you study the self, it's going to lead you to forget the self because you'll realize it's not you. And once you realize it's not you, you're going to lose interest in all that supporting that fabrication. You'll have immunity to thought. After all those hours of wishing you could sleep, you'll be sound asleep. Yeah? The thoughts won't be able to run. The thoughts won't crowd you out of this moment and suck you in time. Yes? Feelings will be feelings. You'll know they come and go. All this stuff. Blue will become blue. Red will become red. Things that were so confusing will become obvious. With no thought or effort on our part, it will just download. Because now the current is going uninterrupted. There's a clear conduit. And the downloads occur. Yes? And you realize the problem from the solution. And all the talks I've ever given is just a reverse engineering from the solution to the problem, so that I could understand how the freaking thing sets up. So with the hope that if you can see it, it's going to dawn on you, you can't be looking from it if you can see it. That cannot be you if you're seeing it as a, a like a construction. Yeah? You can get into the blueprint room instead of, be, instead of finding out about all this when you're in the house itself and you've got a mortgage and you've got a lot of furniture and there's a lot of investment of, hey, I can't lose all of this. So if you see the blueprint, you can pass. You can pass on the deal. You can say no, no. It's all strewn in all scriptures. There's warnings. Hoang Po is a great Zen master, and he said, "You can't use the mind to seek the mind. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use light to seek light." If you try it, you can do it for eons and nothing's going to happen. In recovery, we have the idea that you can't get out of self as self. 
Because if you try to get out of self as self, what's getting out of self is self. Yeah? So wherever you go, the self thing will be there. So if you get to the solution, it can become a problem because you're the problem. So, so when you get this, when you see that, that's the, that's the typical mistake. And it's sort of like a mistake that at the beginning of anything has the most profound effect because it geometrically progresses the farther and the longer you go. Yeah? If there's one little miscalibration at the beginning, by the time you arrive, you're thinking you're going to arrive at Peking, you're in Idaho. Yeah? You go so far, as it progresses in manifestation, it gets wilder and wilder out of place. But if you go all the way back, and you see that's the little glitch. Yeah? Because all the freedom is prior to any bondage. It doesn't happen after the bondage, it happens prior to it. In other words, the bondage has never happened. It's just appearing to happen. Yeah? We're believing something, so it seems to be so. And the seemingly is an important word. It's appearing to be true or false to us. There's no true or falseness in anything that's appearing. It can only appear to be true or false to us, because we lend reality to things through identification as a thing. When big M mind becomes identified as a thing, this becomes the, the spigot for meaning to be given to other things. To reinforce the reality of this thing, these things have to be real. Like the Course, anyone know the Course here? The Course in Miracle has so many beautiful statements, but some of them I've remembered for years since I last was introduced to it. One of them is, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. It's a beautiful statement. Now he says, we forgot that we're dreaming. And I'm going to add something on to this, because I was interested in, in just not that we forgot, but how do we stay forgot? Yeah? How is it that the forgetfulness gets reinforced? And the forgetfulness, to me, gets reinforced by remembering self. So while we're remembering being a dreamt object, we forget that we're the dreaming. Obviously, because this wouldn't be able to be seen as reality if we were aware of the dreaming. Yes? So we have to forget the dreaming to remember that we're a dreamt object. Okay, so here it goes. It goes, you and I have given everything all the meaning it has, and yet we forget. No, you and I are the dreaming of the dream, yet we forget that we're dreaming. And in that state, we give everything we dreamt the power to affect us. It sounds like a diagram of everyone's day here, isn't it? Yeah. Thoughts affect us greatly. We've given them the meaning they have. They're our thoughts, and they're about me, or about someone else who's important to me, you. Yes? Feelings have all the ability to affect me now, because I call them my feelings. I'm, I'm immune to your feelings, but to my feelings, whoa, way. One feeling can ruin my whole vacation. So you see the power that's being distributed. And how is the feeling getting so much power? It has to be conducted over the bridge of mind. There's got to be an act of being identified as the feeler for that juice to be sent into the feeling and then punch you. You know? It's like we did it last night. I used to do it for years at the, at the talks. You put three words up there, money, sex, and relationships, and you would judge what it means to you based on what you think your condition is, yes? It would have a weight, wouldn't it? Money, sex, relationships. Now, I'm not going to change the definition of those words. I'm just going to add something to it. Yeah? My money. Totally different, isn't it? 
Like, I wish every one of you to have a lot of money, but I don't want you to have any of my money. Yeah? <laughs> money hasn't changed at all, but the meaning has changed dramatically just by adding my. Sex. Fuck, who cares about sex? Yeah. My sex, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hundreds of hours of conversations complaining about something. Yeah. Relationships, the same thing. My relationships are funded. He just grows like a mushroom. As soon as you have the mind, things can get so freaking distorted. And the mind is preceding everything we come in contact with. Every thought is held as mine. Every feeling is held as mine. Every problem is held as mine. Every thought is held as mine. Every feeling is held. You cannot believe how much claiming it has to do to reinforce this insane idea that you're a body. That you stop behind the cheekbone. And as Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is within you, therefore there's no parking in the kingdom of heaven. It's a very small, little, thin thing. How could this be the kingdom of heaven? You get one person in there. <laughs> but when we say you, we immediately think it means the body. It's constantly being referred to it. And if you don't believe it or not, and you're listening to a radio station that's constantly broadcasting to you that you're a body, or inferring it, or implying it, I bet you by the end of the day, you're going to be taking yourself to be a body. And all the advertisements are all about being bodies, yes? Even the spiritual things. The spiritual, you know, people are going on retreats taking selfies now. They're sitting there saying, oh, look, this is after three weeks. Look at my face. It's so glowing. I, I'm filled with the spirit. It'll just go, it's going to keep mutating. It's going to mutate and mutate and mutate. Like they said, I think at the beginning of psychology, they had 10 mental illnesses, and now there's 490. The more shit will be given name, and more form, and more name, and more form. And every time we name something and give it form, we think we know it, then we have no idea what's going on. <laughs> there's a solution. There is. And the solution is, there is no problem. There's only a seeming problem, and that seeming problem appearing to be real is not based on it, but on you. You're taking some false information, and you've got a false story, and it's blinding you to the facts. It's not the pointing. Everything's being used to point, but our own minds make the leap into what we believe is pointed at, and we assume it's a body. All the pointing, it's not even like Zen where they have the finger pointing in the moon. In this case, there's not even a moon. There's just pointing, you know. Listen to the language. Like I, today the knee hurts, but a while, a year ago, I hurt my knee in the water. Now just listen to that, how it sounds. To me, it sounds like I went in the water with a hammer and I hit my knee while I was in the water surfing. Like I hurt it. Like I went out of my way. I had this weird intention for this damn knee. I'm going to hurt the knee. No. I didn't hurt the knee, it went out in the water. But the language sounds like I did it, doesn't it? Or if I come here and you haven't seen me in years and my hair's longer, and people will just innocently say, oh, you're growing your hair. And I'm going, oh yes, I'm growing my hair. Doing a very good job. And I realized if I get grow my hair with other people, it even grows faster. So, and it sounds so absurd, but the language really is basically saying you have something to do with something you have nothing to do with. I have nothing to do with growing the hair except by, if I don't cut it. Yeah? I had nothing to do with hurting my knee in the water except for being in water. But the languages keep pointing, pointing, pointing. You think you're immune to that? 
So there was no point ever that we were ever bonded. It didn't happen in Nebraska 25 years ago. It's an activity, a mental activity happening now. Yes. And if you buy it, you feel like you're a self. And when you feel like you're a self, it comes with a lot, of, a lot, a lot of party favors. You're not going to be happy <laughs> because right then and then you're in time, incredibly in time, drenched in time. Yes. Because what you're taking yourself to be has to have time to appear in. It has to have an idea of the past or future because it doesn't have a leg to stand on right now. Not all. Self is not generating its own light. It's, it's a reflection of our own mind in ignorance, in a sense. Yes? It's like a little shadow that we can't put together, that it's up, we're casting it. So we live the shadow position and we forget the light that's casting it. <coughs> yeah? The light of awareness. We take ourselves to be the moving thing on the screen instead of the light that's the projecting of all the movement. And I'm not saying anything. I just started entertaining this idea, and all that then it really was like from the solution, I saw that the problem was an activity. That it was never so, but it can seem to be so. Just like we have an acronym in, in AA called False Evidence Appearing Real, an acronym for fear, right? False Evidence Appearing Real. But false evidence to appear real has to appear real to something. It's false evidence. So it cannot be anything other than what it is, which is false evidence. But if we're viewing it in a certain way, false evidence will appear to be real. And I'm saying the big, big producer of that false evidence appearing real is we, us, looking from self, from the idea of self. Not seeing from what we are, but looking from what we're not. We will see fear where there is no fear. We will see false evidence and it will be constantly appearing real. Because every day in the, when we look in the mirror, that's false evidence appearing real to us. We're taking us. We're taking ourselves to be that body that we see. We think that image represents what we are. How, is, how are we going to make a leap from that into a spiritual condition? It's just, no. You and I are the reality. And we're giving reality to things because of our identification as a thing. The only, selfing can only reach, all the illusion, all the appearances can only reach a level of seemingly so. They can never become real. There's only one reality, and that's what's looking right now. There's only one reality, that, and that is what's looking. And this that is looking will never, be, never, never be seen. It will never, never be felt. It will never, never be tasted. It will never, never be thought about. It will never, never be captured. Yeah? It's like, so funny, St. Francis said a beautiful statement. What's looking is what you're looking for. And yet we're busily trying to see it, you know? But you have to realize this is it. You're never going to catch it. You know what I mean? You're never going to outdraw it. <laughs> All right, I'm just not doing it. Ooh, I thought I'd see it then. Oh, I'm reading Panaki. Ooh, I thought I'd No, no, because what's looking? It can never turn around and look at itself. Its whole nature is seen. It's not, its nature is not seen. Yeah. Its whole nature is being. It's not willing and wasn't. It's always here, so you can't recognize that it's always here. 
We recognize things that come and go. We don't pick up what's always here. None of us, none of us have been in a cafe today listening to somebody bitching about the effects of gravity. Not one person has heard it today. Yet we've been under its effects all day as a body. Yeah? When you walk up that hill, you blame the hill. It's not the hill, it's gravity. Yeah? And the only way you would know gravity is not by studying it. You could study for months all the, all the mathematical equations. You would know so much more if, with one instant in an anti-gravity chamber. If you just walked into a space where it had no influence, you'd know its influence by its absence. Yes? That's exactly what happens when you recognize you're not self. You'll see the influence it has by its false presence. It's incredible. It's incredible how timed we're up we are. How it's almost as if we've got a hand in our back moving us from this moment to a bigger, better moment where there's never any rest. Every mythical there we make up, when we arrive at it's here. Every, every, every place we go to thinking it's going to be better than now is a now. There's no escape. So what happens? We don't want to realize, who knows why, but we just keep moving in those. It's like having a marathon runner locked in a closet, you know? We're just running. We're going over the same old, same old. We just want that door to open and become free range and run around a little bit. Let your mind free and let it entertain possibilities that aren't formatted into, no, you're never okay, but you will be okay. And you were once okay. That's what you've got to go for. Remember that you once were, just to make it even worse when you feel like you're not. And then remember this vague hope, but I will be, but let me have my problem now. Let me, let me go through it. Let me, let, me, let me ripen in this. No, no, you are okay. Not as this, not as this, but as what you are. This is, a, this is just a response to so many volatile conditions, yeah? Emotional conditions, physical conditions, mental conditions, circumstantial conditions, financial conditions. We're affected by weather. This is constantly affected all the time. And we're trying to get things all just right and lined up so they can translate that I'm okay. But look at what happens. You can work your butt off and finally get it all just right at 9 in the morning. But then there's a 901. And a 902, and a 905. So you can have an incredible lightning experience at 9 o'clock, and then you're in a lifelong depression by 11. There's no, there's no, there's no reliability in it. It's all volatile, and this is volatile. And yet the mental state is stubbornly trying to say that we're stationary and we're a solid, separate little island. Yes, and if we everything would just go well, then we'd be fine. You're a composition. You're comprised of so many things going on. Yeah? And then with this organiz- organizational pris- uh, principle of me, just to make some strange sense of this matter. But it's full of holes. This is seeing what you're not from what you are. This is not looking for what you are from what you're not. This is seeing what you're not from what you are, not looking for what you are from what you're not. It's as simple as that. It's a switch, a little switcheroo. Yeah? The sheep turns around and looks at its, at its sheepness. And then finally, one day it will look, see, and it will roar. Not after three months of classes. It will just recognize the nature that was pregnantly available at all times, right where it was, 
with no requirement necessary, except all the requirements that chief identification put in place. That's it. All the rules will change. You're going to introduce this idea just like we're entertaining tons of stuff right now. We're entertaining what's going to happen tomorrow. We're entertaining this. We're entertaining my stomach's bothering me. I'm entertaining this knee sucks. I don't even know how, what happened today. All this entertaining. We're just throwing another possibility in. How about peace and surrender and, and serenity? How about when you can get the flavor of that by your own mind's entertaining it? Yeah? Not conceptually, but really tactile, sense-felt feeling of presence. Not an idea that's held by what I'm not, but a sensation, feel, felt, sense, has some like weight to it, yeah? some reliability. It's not based on circumstances and situations. You now outshine circumstances and situations. And so on and so on. There's no end to it. It's always, always regurgitating itself. And it's seeking expression, and you'll be the lucky little hose the water decides to move through. Yeah, not all crimped up and all this and that, but a nice flow. You'll feel it. You'll feel that new power flowing, like we say in AA. You'll sense the conscious presence of what we deem a higher power. Yeah. You will outgrow fear of today, tomorrow, and the hereafter. All of these are possible, but not for you. You're exempt. As soon as you show up at the party, it sucks. If you stay, if you don't come, the party's great. I know you want to be there, but it, that's the prerequisite. For it to get really great, you can't be there. You're the party pooper. <laughs> that's what people do at these meetings. They're waiting patiently to get it. They want to be there to get it. They want to be there to experience their own absence. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> this has nothing to do with experience. Nothing. Not one bit is this an experience. It influences experiences, but it's not an experience. It is not an experience. You want to, let's, as a, as a comparison, we'll call it more like a state, but it's not even, it's not a state either. But to compare it, it's so different, it's like a state. It's very, very stabilized, and that will influence experiences, but it won't be reached by experience. It's not of that. Experience is of time. This is timeless. Being is not in a process to culminate. It isn't was in your willing. It's being. It's complete already. It's not going anywhere. Wherever you are, you're located in it. It has nothing to do with time. So processes don't arrive there. The greatest thing a process can do is exhaust you so you give up and you realize you were right where you were trying to get to from the beginning. That's the best thing about practices is that they fail. So that you're unarmed, you don't have any utensils and tools, and you're just exactly as you're thinking you are, and then you realize you're not. And that's the juice. Yeah, it's, you think, oh, she's... And then, oh, hallelujah. It's just simple. It's like this. You ever see snakes? They molt every year. Yeah? So if you look at... I'm going to look at this event of molting from two points of view. Both available at the same time. So here's the molting. And so... The skin knows that it's going to be falling off soon. And the skin believes it's the snake, you know. 
It doesn't think it's separate from the snake. It believes it's essential for the snake. It's the snake, basically. But it realizes, hey, something's happening, and it remembers. So it starts jacking into the snake brain, telling it to buy a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> don't go out in the noonday sun. Don't go near that. Stay away from there. Don't tug the skin. And it's really, really, this is like apocalyptic. But from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Yeah? When the old skin falls off, it's going to be lighter. It's going to be more attractive to female snakes. It's going to be able to go over rocks faster. Yes? So the same event, seen from two positions. One's hellish and one's heavenish. That's exactly what's on offer every day. One's either stabilized or the other. The selfie either has a stable point in you, where that's the norm, or then freedom from that's the norm. And they both will establish... Yet one doesn't need repetition as much as the other does because it has a quality selfing doesn't have, which is it's real. Yeah? It's actually so. So it doesn't have to profess it so by saying I was so and I will be so all day. It's so. It's self-evident. It's generated. It's, it's relevance. Yeah? It doesn't have to be generated. It's silent. It's presence. We're not a big advertising campaign. And then the other one's just a giant megaphone yapping and yapping and yapping all day, trying to grab what? Your attention and interest, because that's its flesh and blood. If you're interested in the thoughts, you're going to take yourself to be real. And I'm telling you, it's the devotion, it's the faith and thoughts that's producing all this anxiety here. This event isn't producing much anxiety, but the faith in that this event isn't as important as that job I'm, I'm going to lose next week, then you have the contraction now. Contracting, contracting, contracting for no seeming reason. Contracting, contracting, contracting. Then it becomes the norm. Then you're bas- basically in a state of withholding from this moment where it's the only invitation there is. Yeah, Your interest and attention is free to ri- enrich it, you're enslaved to that preoccupation, and then you're out to do anything to fucking feel alive. Or you'll be driven to watch Die Hard 8, because you're so fucking bored, you'll, buy, you'll take shitty entertainment, because it's better than nothing. Yeah, man. There's a solution. But it's not the way I thought. I thought I was supposed to go towards it, by doing and having it. And it's actually the other way. It was funny because all the doing and having actually promoted distance and space from what I was. The more and more I tried to be what I was, the more and more I seemed like I wasn't. <laughs> it's tricky. So, any questions? I think I'm dead over. <laughs> the knee's killing me. This knee, this knee's killing me. Today. I don't even know. Now I'm at the age I don't have to do anything. I can't trace it back. It just pops like a spring, you know? Like out of an old mattress. What the hell's going on? The Toyota is finally, you know, losing its warranty. (laughs) All right. Any questions? Yes? Uh, It seems like there's a a real... uh, propensity to just look back into a different behavior, so the real energy behind it. Um, you. Seemingly. Yes. <laughs> it's your energy. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's compelling. 
course. To you? Yes. It's not compelling to me. <laughs> What's compelling to you is probably boring to every one of us else. Well, yes, I'm speaking as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I know you are. It seems to be the case for other people that I know. <laughs> 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 and what I <laughs> now you got a good story going. So now you're you bringing the troops in. I listen. So, how do you put that pen in the board? You don't have to. What you'll do is you'll lose interest in all the antics. You will. It doesn't the, the system will will slow up, and and its and its production value will go down because it's you're running it, you're bankrolling the, the show, and so when you lose interest in the main character, the show's going to start grinding to a halt in a lot of ways. There'll be less lights, a lot, a lot less spotlights on you and shit like that, and you won't have big uh, solos <laughs> anymore. And you just, it's the lack of interest. And I'll tell you, I realized for me, simply, let's say after there's a meeting in the other room, and there's a pretty girl I wanted to meet in that meeting, and in my mental state, my mental state sees her as much more important than any of this going on, because I believe I'm going to be married to her, and of course we're always going to be happy, and all like that, and I'll have three kids with her. I haven't talked to her yet, but that's how it's going. <laughs> and so I'm keenly interested in what she thinks of me, and I don't know. So I'm supposedly here, but my in- my interest is listening to the other room, trying to hear her say something. And so uh, it goes on and on, and people come up to me and go, "Paul, you're supposed to be leading this talk. You know, you're supposed to be the you're supposed to be holding the space. You don't seem to be in the space." And I pay twenty dollars or something. Come here, whatever. And I go, "Yeah, I agree with them, but I can't seem to call my in- interest and attention back." Someone brings a book and says, "Here." Here's a book I think you should read, How to Lose Interest in Conversations in Other Rooms. So I page through it, and I agree with the principles, but I can't. It's more important than this. And that's what happens to us. Yesterday and tomorrow are usually more important than now, for most of them. In the head, definitely. It's much more important yesterday and tomorrow than now. Almost guaranteed. So there I am. So I'm in a little... So what happens? She finally says something, and I'm really keen. And she says, I really like that guy, Matt. And my name is Paul. What happens? Do I have to send a retrieval team to get my interest and attention? No, it leaves that room immediately because it's not about me. That's exactly what happens. Entertain, you're not that, and everything that's facilitating it, you'll lose interest in. You'll lose interest in the thoughts, you'll lose interest in that story, you'll lose interest in everything. And then things will become clear. Not by any thought or effort on your part, just an extraction. The interest and attention leaves there, shows up where you are, and starts enriching your life. That's what it does. Yeah. And then it travels, and then it goes. Instead of this loop of self-importance, which is, I'm the one who's seeing all of you, so every scene is brought back to me as a body, yeah? like, a big, like a big happy face in my head, holograph, so my interest and attention goes here, and then it hits this wall, and then goes back out all day. And you believe you're going inside, but this is all outside. The brain is outside. So your attention is hung outside, outside in things all day. And it can only find rest and no things. But it's not getting there because you've got this little billboard and then it's thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And this becomes the supreme thing 
I'm the one who's seen all of you. I'm the one who's met all these different people. It's only been one me. But the interest and attention, yeah, it gets stilted, it gets mutated, it gets ill. Yeah? What happens if you entertain you're not that? It will move right through and go into infinity. Yeah? And the incredible thing is when it comes back in its little circuitous route, it'll bring something from there that you can't find here. And this will be the leavening agent to allow you to travel lighter here. Traveling lighter isn't found here. Like Jesus says, you're in this world, but you're not of this world. The relief from in this world is not of it. That's where the real relief lies. And you're the representative of it. Now. Yeah? You're the bearer of ofness into the inness. You're not going to find relief from what's bothering you in here. Because all of it's in here. What you call in is out. This is out. The brain is producing the self. The selfing. It's a body. A piece of a body. In, in this example, means no thingness. No thingness is where we're from. That's what we're of. While we're appearing in. Yeah? And this, your attention and interest knows it. It's like a homie pigeon that's getting thwarted all the time. Me, 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 all day, self-centered, you know? It's fucking boring as hell. It's me, me, me. It's like that, that Nemo movie. You ever see the Nemo movie where the seagulls, they're always going, mine, 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 me, 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 mine, 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 me. That's, a, that's what the head is like. It's incredible. Now, it goes in, yeah, and something comes. You start traveling lighter here, and you don't even know how it happened. Just the, the distribution of your interest and attention gets rearranged, reshuffled, and now things are much easier to move through. Yeah? It doesn't say it's going to change the geography of your life, but you'll travel lighter, lighter over whatever geography is in store for the action figure. And that's been my experience. My experience with this was it's an unspoken yes that has become the last answer for many, many years now. I, I did not find a way to liberation. I lost the need to be liberation. I lost the need to be liberated. I lost total interest in that because what needs to be liberated is not me. So this is one, some people structure it as the way of negation, not the way of affirmation. Because let's say I'm, a, I'm taking myself to be a wave and there I am in the ocean, but I'm not of, I'm playing in a weird way, not of the ocean. Yeah? Because I'm identified as a wave. And then some crazy idea, I may even have an idea that I'm dry as a wave. Yeah? That I need some water. And then someone tells me, there's this thing called the great ocean, and if you go there, you can have an experience of the ocean, and you'll feel wet. So there goes the wave searching for some experience of the thing. And it studies about the ocean, and it, and it, and it finds maps to get to the ocean. But there's something it can never, it's only, its level of knowing the ocean is such a surface level, it can only experience it. But basically, the basic state is wavehood, yeah? But what would happen if you just question, am I a wave? If you're not, you may find out that you're the ocean. And now, you'll realize you've always been wet, yes? That you've always been part of this whole event. That there's never been separation. It was just an appearance that was being propagated and reinforced by your own light. Yeah? Your own light getting taken, getting a heist of it, to have it put into a preoccupation as being a thing, while its nature is no thingness. Yeah. 
So I've seen it play out for years now. I've, you know, my life is, hey, things happen. Don't, you don't get out of things at all as a body. But you definitely can travel a whole lot lighter than you may be going now. Because if you have an immunity to time, you won't be thinking you have to get into the moment. You'll realize you can never be out of a moment. Yeah? You won't be interested in how to get really into the moment. You'll realize, I can never be out of a moment. So it's like a reverse way of getting to where you want to arrive, but with no journey. Yeah? You fall back into it instead of trying to arrive to it. And the whole thing of trying to get out of what you cannot possibly be in. The, all the impossibilities are seen to be exactly that. They're impossible. This cannot be happening, really. It can't, it's impossible. It's a dream. It's dreaming. And like the Course says, you know what? You and I are dreaming, and what's going to happen is we're going to dream ourselves out of this place. We don't have to extinguish the dream and kill it. The dream, mind's going to use the dream to dream itself out of it. That's what this event is. And while we're dreaming ourselves out of it, the dream's going to get happier. It's a beautiful, beautiful statement. You know, beautiful. And that's been my experience. No matter about physical, mental, or financial conditions, there is an overriding on this that's always available at all times. You, know, you can follow the... the to me, I have a lot of sounds inside of me, yeah? Vibrational sounds, you can hear. And they're more constant than the breath. The breath has an interruption. These sounds are on all the time. Yet, what is hearing those sounds is on all the time more than even that. Because it never misses one note, ever. Ever. Yeah? It never blinks. It never looks away. You can't move closer to it or farther away from it. That's all seemingly so. Yeah? It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. Right now. It's like the sky. I love the sky. In old Dokchen in Tibetan Buddhism, they used to have this lay down and look at a clear sky. Because it mimics the qualities of mind, big M mind. Yeah? So there's the sky. Yet tons of things appear in the sky, yeah? But none of the things that appear in it affect the sky one bit. When it rains, the sky doesn't get wet. Fourth of July explosions don't rip it open. Planes don't complain about to the tower they hit a big chunk of sky. No. Tons of things come and go. Clouds come and go all day. Yet not one of them leaves a deep, lasting imprint on on the sky. That's like mine. When this is done, it's like it never happened. Just like yesterday never happened now. It hasn't. Hasn't? Or you, the only way you can conjure yesterday up is by memory. And the only memory you have is about another memory. You never get to what happened because nothing fucking happened. <laughs> so, yes. That's it. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Throw that up here. My knee's killing me. I don't know what happened. I think I'm allergic to spiritual seeking again. No, <laughs> oh, that's all right. It's not, it's not. It's terrible, but i got to get back to California. <laughs> right, I can't take this anymore. All right, well, any questions? Yes? 
there seems to be a paradox in that, you know, like you say, you can't go out for you. It's not something you're trying to attain or going on a path to. It's more sort of falling or relaxing back. But there has to, it seems that some practice is helpful to to, you. to recognize well to recognize the mental process arising. Seems but to happen. you though, see, in other words, everything's tailor made to us. The mind precedes everything. So for some people, at that point, they need to do something. So they better do it. Other people, if they did something, it would be detrimental in a way. It would be a disservice. So they don't do it. Yeah? It's just matter. It's just where mind is at the time. And then you have the appropriate response. Yeah? Yeah? So when people, you know, people, if they really believe they need to do something, you better do it. Because you're running the rules. <laughs> you know? Really. If you really feel like you need to meditate, see what happens when you don't. <laughs> oh! That's going to bore you a new one. <laughs> but there is a point. It's not applicable to every case. Because mind perceives everything. Mind doesn't have to do a damn thing. So like for me, I don't read scriptures or anything. It's better for me to read Yankee blogs than it is for me to read scripture. Who would have thought I thought my job would be to deepen this understanding. That's not how it downloads for me. I'm supposed to be totally disinterested in everything, and that's how it comes through the best. Who would have thought, really? I thought I should have used this for a springboard to dive into deeper depths of the unknown. No, stay on the shallow surface, and you'll be, you'll be put to use. So I've been put to use. This is the Cedar Sun, and I get to share it. It always comes out afresh because I don't do any studying. I don't listen to other teachers. I may understand what they say, but it's not coming through my own bakery, you know? So at least you're getting a warm muffin from me. <laughs> not some distilled 5,000-year-old Yeah. Sounds weird, though, really. I thought it would be, I was a chosen one, and I should really go deep. No, don't go there. <laughs> just, just stay dumb and shallow. Be concerned about buying T-shirts or something like that, or whatever. And you'll be better fitted, you'll be better suited to do the job that's at hand. So every one of us has a seat assignment, and it's a, it's, you'll know it, you feel it, and then you'll have the wherewithal to... to complete that mission, so to speak. All the while, what's so is always so. Yeah. When you think and you're not paying attention to it, all there is is attention. Yeah. It's just a thought. Your head just keeps trying to... It's like, there you are, unmovable, but it has... It, try, it, it tries to produce an assumption that you can be moved, like something can come and take you away. But when you wake up from that fanciful trip, where are you? Right where you've always been. Isn't it? Aren't you the same feeling before you came, not feeling, but the same state before you came to this meeting, during the meeting, and after the meeting? You're all, it's always available, yeah, but all times. Now, this is nice, this is a nice reminder, but this is not it. Yeah. This is a mimicking of it. This is sort of like a pointing to it. You're it. Yeah. The message isn't a message. The message is only a trick to go to that. You're the message. Yeah? My job, definitely, this is the worst career choice of ever, of any, because my job is to be obsolete. Really. I'm successful when no one comes. Because now the people that I've heard have got me. And they, got, they like to see me, but not that much. You know? so, because they're traveling pretty light. That's the point. 
Yes. I have a question. It's less spiritual. Oh, Have you seen the Messiah Complex by Russell Brand? No. Oh, yes, I have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Seen I've seen some stuff with him, him on Democracy now. Yeah. I don't want to end on that, any, Russell. Any, 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 it's got to get a little more spiritual than that. It reminds what you were saying about the Messiah complex. Oh, yeah. Everyone has this, I need to save the world. Oh, yeah. The world doesn't need to be saved if everyone saves themselves. Yeah, that's an, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go with that. You know, I will go with that, but that's not what I'm putting out here. Clear is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. It takes, everyone's here as, for me, we're all brushes of the great artist in a sense, yeah? It's best to know that and realize, you know, you may not be able to figure out the little bit of the mural you're painting, but if you've got a larger view, like me and my friend were driving here today, my friend Erica, and it's funny, it's like, here you are, right amidst the cars, they seem so real. But if you were lifted up, the more height you got, the less real they would seem, yeah? And their impact gets removed greatly if you get out of the situation, right? Like, if you got hit in a car on the highway, it could be really damaging, but you can see that from afar and be untouched, yeah? That's sort of what it's like, in a way. You ever had that feeling when you're driving and you look at like all these giant tractors and they look like HO toys? You just see this is just a dream with different degrees, you know? Like a puddle is just like a lake, but it's just a smaller version. Yeah, it's a dream. We're dreaming, yeah? yeah? And yet when you're in it, when the dream's looking at you right here, it's as real as real can be. But when you look at it from here, it doesn't seem as real, does it? When you get a little bit of removal of space, it's less and less real. Well, exactly. We, you and I are like a lens, camera lens, with an aperture. In self-centeredness, the aperture is really locked down, and everything is right in front of us, yeah? We're in a tunnel vision of self-centeredness. Everything is, is referred to us. It's sort of, life is happening, and now it's life is happening to me. It's a huge interpretation. <coughs> Very small aperture. But the aperture... It's talking like a talking bot saying, this is it, I'm you, yeah? So you very really think that it could open any farther, yeah? You're just taking all the possibilities it can see, which are very limited, always, always cast in time. So the idea of being okay is I will be okay. The idea of being happy is like a journey. It's never really a state that's unprovoked by it <coughs> now, yeah? It always has to have something happens happen for it to be so. Yeah? All right, so that same aperture entertains the idea. Maybe I'm not what I'm taking myself to be. So the aperture opens up. Yeah? As it's opening up, you see a whole lot more. With no effort, it's just there's more vision. There's more, there's more that. And then more possibilities become available. Yeah? And this is like a relaxed vision, a relaxed awareness. It's not concentrating. There's no vigilance in it. It's just very easy because you know that which you are isn't going anywhere. Yeah? So like this. So this is the aperture. Self-centeredness is like this. Yeah? It's very myopic, but it's cast in this long horizontal line of time. But very, very myopic. And it only has two gears. Ahead and back. Past, future. Past, future. Then the aperture opens up. And now the modality of mind that's dominating you is not self-centered, it's centered. Yeah? 
It's centered in everywhere in this, right wherever you are. And the downloads that come from there are a totally different flavor than self-centeredness. I would use it like the picture of vertical downloads instead of a horizontal download. Self-centered is a constant horizontal download that's like a saran wrap that's getting wrapped around you, around the scene. So after the first wrap, you can still say you're seeing, and if at the second wrap, it's getting a little blurry. By the 30th wrap, it's all skepticism. You have fucking no idea what's going on, but you just, but you still believe you're seeing, but you're just blind, basically. Yeah? So that's the horizontal downloads. They're putting more and more layers around the scene, so basically you're seeing only the past, like the Course in Miracles says, yeah? You're seeing only the past, and the past doesn't, the, and what you're, what, oh, you're thinking from only the past, and what everything you're thinking means nothing, so the past means nothing, yeah? What? Oh yeah. So now, let's say you unroll the saran wrap. The same thing you were calling seeing changes quite a lot. You're seeing a lot differently. It's saying what you call seeing, but now it's a much, much clearer and there's a much larger vision. Yes? You don't pry the aperture open. Part of the smallness of the aperture is the idea that you can pry it open and close it. It's not. It just opens up when you recognize you're not that which you're taking yourself to be. It's not recognizing what you are because what you are will always be trumped by what you're not that you're taking yourself to be. What you're not, when it meets God, will become a knower of God. Like Ramana Maharshi says, to know God is to be God. In the mental state, that's not how it is. To know God is to be a knower of God. You're still the biggest emphasis. And you always will be. And you'll always take your own counsel. And that's why people love dead masters. They don't have anyone in their face, you know? They can go, Voodoo would be right with me right now. Probably wouldn't. Fucking wouldn't be with me now. But, you know, dead, they can be anything we want them to be, which is the way we love it. You know? That's why we have the word Zen bitch slap. It irritates people. I didn't want to, like, the all oneness.com, you know? Fucking, I've had enough of that. No. Let's irritate people. Let's see if that little idea can take someone and make them not come somewhere. It shows you a lot, man, people's reactions to things. Yeah, this isn't about comfort. It's not like a, whatever, you know. It's just, I love the invitation, and it can be repeated quite a lot. We can, because it's not a dissertation. It's an invitation. And I, I like repetition because we're under a barrage of repetition all day in our language centers, in outside, everywhere is yelling and screaming that we're a body. Yeah. It's very difficult to come to any conclusion other than that. And then the double whammy is when you try to become spiritual as a body. Instead of realizing, maybe I'm not the body, and what do you find out? Quote-unquote <laughs> spiritual. And it doesn't look like you thought, man. You may not have the loving gaze. You may not. You may not be, have that loving gaze and like this. You know, wear nice, you know, patchouli oil and robes. You may, you know, <laughs> Who knows? That's the whole beauty of it. You'll just be an expression. And you'll be more of an individual when you're not one. You'll become more individualized as an expression when you're not one, when you're not an individual, and you've never been one. But it's the, the idea that you have so many ideas of you, of like keeping your sphincter closed, you know? You can't really express yourself too well because I should, I should. That's all out the window in some respects. You hear it, but you're not behind it anymore. You don't have to, you don't have to 
live underneath that yoke if you don't want to. So, that's it. Yes? No? All right, so. Is there a way to feel, get more, um, go more inward through the body, like sensation? Sure, definitely. <coughs> there is. That is it. Any therapy I would do is get through the body instead of the mind, the brain, I mean, for sure. So, like, feeling sensations and, like, that part totally talks about, you know, like... And it must be right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you know, you're not the body, which I agree with, but I'm trying to, it's kind of paradoxical, like, trying to get... No, you're not trying to get it because you are the ocean. That's the point. If there's trying to be the ocean, it implies that there may be some identification somewhere because the identification is producing space where there isn't any and then introducing time to the process of becoming the ocean like where there is, when there isn't any. If we remove the wave idea, there's no time and space. You are the ocean. So, some ways the body's really cool. But the thing is, is to watch, the mental state's going to try to claim everything. It doesn't stop. You just see it. And then, it, and then it's, it's, the consummation can't be completed without your ignorance or your distraction. Yeah? The haste can't, it, it can't rob your house while you're in it and you're awake. If you're out to lunch, which is time, it can rob you every day. So just watch when it's not your body and the body can be a good vehicle. Just like sound can be a good vehicle. Sound's a really good vehicle because you can't place that it's coming from anywhere. So it washes away name and form and it can lead you to, you know, really rest. Yes? Yeah, of course. You find whatever works for you. But just know, just know it's not working for you. It's just working. Yeah. Keep the root clean and then you can explore a lot of stuff. But it's the root that overgrows the whole tree. Yeah, and the root is like in, in Buddhism they say it's the root is found in the statement Buddha had which is non-self yeah? there is no self in a sense there's non-self and that the whole eightfold path is premised on the first statement which is right view yeah? and then it's right livelihood right understanding, right meditation my experience is you can't use meditation to produce the right view the right view, the rightness will migrate to the meditation if you're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Because without the right view, there'll be the feeling that you're doing the meditation. Then the mental state may be using it for purposes you're not aware of. It may not be leading you to where you think you're being led to. Just possible. It's possible, yeah. What the, the, the activity you're involved in may not be leading where you think it's taking you. It may be being used to reinforce the sense of being a someone, once again. A spiritual yeah. self. Yeah. It's a habit. It's strong. But it's, you're more powerful than it. It needs your interest and attention. So how it gets that is it presents that it's you. And then you fall in love with that you. Therefore, you fall in love with what? facilitates it. So let's say as soon as you own thoughts, they end up owning you. As soon as you own feelings, they stand up owning you. Yes? Okay. Yeah. So. That's it. So, Jesus. Alright.
contrast that your experience of your knee is different from my experience of your knee. It tells me that there's two individuals, that you were having a meeting, I'm, I'm not. So doesn't that mean that you have a body? No, it doesn't. It means experiences are produced by the fabrication. So with the body in place, there's going to be experiences. So it's going to be seemingly different. Yes? It's hard to say. There's a body appearing in mind, but mind's not appearing in body. Yeah? So the body is an appearance of mind. Yeah? To have experiences. And to have unique experience based on the impressions of the body and the brain. So you'll take a knee pain more differently than I may. What would happen if he ran up and kicked you in your knee? <laughs> I would kick you in your gonads. <laughs> and we'll, have, we'll start a chain. And we'll have a chain. <laughs> but to who would it imply that? To who would it imply that? The, well, to who is that everyone? See, that's the point. It leads up to a fact, but the main relevance of the whole fact line is to who does it appear to be so. Yeah? So you believe you have a separate experience, but that belief in separate experience is based on the you. Yeah? The you is what informs you or makes it seem like you have a separate experience. We're just questioning. We're not experiencing the question. Yes, if I he kicked me in my knees, the knee would hurt. Yes, and my body and my brain would react to it. But why? Am, why does that imply that that's me reacting to it? You don't think this has got some juice? This thing. It's got computer chips. It's got sensations. It picks up things. It's having an experience here. That's what the body is for. But that doesn't imply that it's you having the experience. That's the mental leap. You weren't having that tape when you were a baby before the mental state developed. You weren't rooting back every experience to the one who was having the experience because the baby had no idea it was a person yet. That had to be formulated by the brain. They've proven it with research. If you study research on kids, usually they believe it starts, the sense of a, a separate self starts dawning between 12 and 18 months. Yeah? So for a long period of time, supposedly, if we believe in the life of a body, their body was having experiences, but there was no one having the experiences. I would say that has continued. <laughs> As being the truth. Tell you, really. And yet the mental state begs to differ. So now you become the, the experiencer, and then you have opinions about good and bad, and yes and no, and this like and hate, and all like that. The whole ball game is based on, we are the Petri dish. The identification as a self is the Petri dish for everything that's going on. Yeah? Yeah. You'll see, because you'll, you can reverse engineer it. If you get relief from it, even for in, in five seconds of relief, it tells you the whole thing. You just limit it by some idea of time. But if you have an aha moment, all the information you ever need was presented in that moment. A lot of information doesn't have to weigh a lot. It just comes downloads, yeah? So you see, like, the whole, you can see the whole ocean in one drop of water. You don't have to go through every drop of water and then combine them and add them and say that's the ocean. Your mind can expand, yeah? All it needs to do is hear something, and it can, and then it does the rest. That's what this message is. You ever see those things when you put in water and then they blow up? This is like, you're like a fertile water, and then this message goes in, and it expands, yeah? So it's like, you've been served a spiritual subpoena right now, tonight, 
You like it or not, but you're not going to go to the court of the mind, you're going to go to the court of light, yeah? And all your fucking convictions and all your sentences, and I know you have some, you're not letting yourself off the hook of ever, because you think you should have been better than everyone else, that thing are going to be annulled. You're going to be let off the biggest hook of all, which is you. Because if you take yourself to be this, this is going to be an urban renewal project your whole fucking life. You're going to be finding fault on it. You're always going to think you should be better than you are or better than them. It's going to be on. It's like building a hive that, that erodes the day you build it. It's like just constantly toiling to work on this fake ed- edifice. When the real, the relaxation comes in through disinterest, you lose interest in it. Seriously, you lose interest in what facilitates the bondage of self, and therefore the self that you are the one that blows up doesn't get any air anymore, and you see it as a blow-up doll that needs air, needs interest and attention to seem to appear to be true. Without the interest and attention, it's just a, a rubbery little fucking thing. I hate to say like a used condom that <laughs> you up the ass, but it's sort of like that. <laughs> Isn't the short version of that turn the other cheek? Turn the other cheek? I don't know. <laughs> Which cheek is it? Which one is it? Turn the other cheek. No, maybe. See, I can't say yes or no because that's how you see it. And I have faith in your mind. So, however you want to see it, that's how it is for you. I'm just sharing how I see it, you know? And um, this is the Cedar sign that I'm compelled to share. And hopefully. Something will get in there, and after a while, you'll see your traveling lighter. And then but there it goes. Embodied in that is a notion, in my the interpretation I have, that yeah. is that by turning the other cheek, in that instant, you recognize that you are not the cheek being slapped. Yes. And you don't need to react to that. It can be that, yes. It doesn't that. necessarily be that. But I like the more the Corsi Miracles view which is, it's not about forgiveness, it's about atonement, where you realize nothing ever happened to be forgiven. See, that to me is clear. To me, I always see the freedom is prior to everything else, to the bondage. The freedom is prior to infrequency. This freedom is prior to uh, conditional. It's all, it's never afterwards. After it has the taint or the imprint of the process that we're under, which is selfing. But prior to it is freedom. Yeah? And you are located there. We start at square three, but we're actually square zero in the game board. Yeah? And if you recognize, let's say you go on and do stuff in life, and you get to square twelve, and your mind opens up. What's revealed? You feel immediately like you're at square zero. And then maybe you think you're at square 53 and something happens. You have an epiphany. And what's revealed is square zero. And maybe square 78. And what's revealed is square zero. Then you realize there's only square zero. 53, 58, 78 were appearing as squares. But there's no, there's no, there's no squares other than zero. Yeah? Nothing is the gift that keeps on giving. Nothing. Nothing is the source of everything. Nothing. We're full, we've been trying to get something forever, and it all totals up to nothing. Let's just start at nothing and stay there. Yes? 
Yes? Oh, yeah. if, if, if I lose interest in my body and my thoughts and my mind, like I used to condo, what happens to my focus and my attention? Where does it go? Find out. So that's what I've been trying to search. Where does it go? Not search, find out. Okay, You'll know where it went by where it went. <laughs> you know, that's how I'll tell you. You won't know before it gets there where it's going to go. Yeah, they will inform you. What? Oh, yeah, you'll know. It'll be like intuition. Or you'll just, for me, it's like a sense of knowing before knowing, yeah? It's like an unspoken yes. You'll just know. You'll take your cues from it, and it will pan out, and you'll just take the cues more, so to speak, yeah? It's like switching from one modality to another modality. So, self-centeredness has been the navigational system for most of us, and now centeredness kicks in. And so, it may look like the same, but after a while, you realize how different it is, yeah? So the, and the thing in self-centeredness, you always want to plan the trip and think you want, you know where you're going. Where the other is always, I don't know, and you'll find out. That's basically the navigational basis of it. I don't know, and that's and it's in uncertainty you find true security. Though, true, that's what happens. It's it's not like this way. This place pans out. Yeah, it's in insecurity and uncertainty. That's where you really rest. Yeah. You don't have any physical, visual it, uh, evidence, but you damn well know something. Yeah. And that becomes the guiding thing. And like in Zen, they say the highest form of mind is I don't know, because it relegates you to find out. And finding out is revelatory. I know, knowing is neutering, really. Whenever we know something, we neutered it, in a sense. That's how we recognize it. It has, to, it has to be fit and be malleable to the system that's taking it in, which is self-centeredness. Yeah? That's what happens. Look at what people have done with concepts called enlightenment. How many people are driving themselves crazy right now, tonight, at different places with the word enlightenment? What it means, cessation of all suffering, yet it's producing suffering in some people. Or awakening. It's been the curse of this new age. Are you awake? I was once awake. I lost it. I did something. No, I'm not awake. But I really remember what it was like to be awake. And this is like another fucking, you know, thing put up. Now people are, where's the awakening ruler? Let me see. I was, I was about six foot one in awakeness yesterday. I shrunk. What did I do? You know, it's always us, 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 us. So, it would be better if we never heard these words, yeah? Really. It wouldn't. wouldn't it? What has enlightenment done for you? <laughs> what has it done for you as a concept? What? It's made you uncomfortable. It made you, like, be seeking in a place that's meant to be relaxing. You can just kick back here, but no, i got to pay it. He's going to show the secret handshake. There's no secret handshake. You're going to get nothing if you come back. Listen, find people that have seen me for years. It's the same thing. Every time. Have I added one thing to it? Never. You don't have like a degree, oh, you've reached the inner circle. There's no inner circle. There's only me, totally disorganized, and people who help me. We're not going on, oh, there's a special retreat with the master, $8,000. Fuck. I had a thing, my story was retreat from Paul. So I was going to send you with CDs of me and, D and DVDs and then have some of my ex-girlfriends' testimonials, how great it's been without me in their life. And then I'd have you say, hey, listen, 
I promise not to go where you are or call you this weekend and tell me if did did you feel a lot better? Did you feel the presence by my absence? And if you have, send me a check and I promise I will see you for a week. And if you want to get the year-long retreat, send me three hundred bucks to your box Hawaii, and I guarantee I won't run into you. And I bet you you'll feel better by my absence in your life. Seriously. And I bet you I would have gotten people signed up. I could have ran it on the internet, put a nice banner on it with some beautiful music, and they'd be sending me texts. Oh, I feel so great. And I'd have them new testimonies. Oh, I'm doing great without Paul. I cannot believe. I just had a little bit of him, and I cannot believe how great it is not to have any of them. So get a CD, get a CD, and then get rid of them, and never see them, and it'll feel fucking great. It would probably sell. I said, and I swear to God, people would probably, I could raise the price, and they think it was even more valuable. You know, well, it's absurd that we'll go to. Oh, whatever. You know. So there is a P.O. box. I'll give you. I I won't be back in Doylestown for at least a year, hopefully. So. <laughs> and I bet you you'll be doing a lot better never seeing me. Again. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Any more questions? No. One, two, three. Bing! <laughs> Thank you.